Being busy is not a badge of honor, especially if you're not productive. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Hey, Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, let's talk about being productive, being busy, and also why being busy is probably a very, very, very bad metric in life. Now, if you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for Driven Mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is because most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So let's talk about being busy. Being busy is a label that most people use. Doesn't really mean anything. It just means that for the majority of people that they're non-effective, that they're non-efficient, that they're not doing productive shit. It just means that they're running around like idiots. That's really the harsh truth about the idea of being busy. Now, I used to say all the time, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. But when I look back at a lot of those times, I was busy because I was non-effective. And over the years, we've had staff who I watched, they run around absolutely flat stick all the time and they're always fucking erratic and crazy. And then at the end of the month, you look at the work that they've produced and the majority of it's just trash. And you go, well, how are they so busy but not achieving great things? Things. And it's they're measuring the wrong metric. And everything in life really can come down to measurements and metrics. Like, how do you measure things? How do you know if you're on track? How do you know if you're off track? And these are some of the questions that most people never really ask themselves. Let's just say you want to lose weight, but you never really have a metric to know whether you're losing weight. You don't know whether you're going up or going down because there's no measurement. You don't really know. And it's just based on opinion. So you might look in the mirror and go, I look like I've lost weight. But is it that the lighting's different? The shadows are different. How do you know that? I guess in some way, you could, but it's very subjective. And most people live their life in a very subjective way where they don't actually even know if they're doing well or not. And then eventually over time, they become angry, resentful, and bitter. And then they say things like, you know, I feel like I'm wasting my life. Well, that's because you never really measured anything. You never checked in to know if you're on track, off track, or rowing in the fucking wrong direction. You know, if you're running and you're running flat out, but you're running in the opposite direction of where you need to be going, all you're doing is just getting further and further behind by running faster. That's how a lot of people live because they don't really, first of all, they don't really know what they're trying to achieve in life. And this is the whole reason why I created Thrive Time because I noticed that there are three things that normally stop most people from achieving great things in life. The first one is fulfillment. I meet the majority of business owners who are fucking miserable. They just don't even know it. And you listen to them and they bitch and they moan and they complain and they whinge and everything's too hard and oh, fucking hell. And they're going off all the time. This is like probably 99% of business owners that I have conversations with. And they just don't even know that they're miserable because it's so normal to them and they hang out with other business owners that are also fucking miserable and they just think that that's normal. The first thing is fulfillment. The second thing is knowing what creates your drive. You've got to know the performance psychology techniques to make sure that you're driven in the right direction and know how to switch it on and switch it off. A lot of really driven people, what I find is they don't know how to switch it off. So they'll work flat out until they burn out, but when they burn out, they feel guilty, which isn't effective and efficient or even productive for their recovery, for their mindset. You know, there's something called cortisol, which is a hormone, it's a stress hormone. That hormone, if it's elevated consistently, it can do brain damage, it can do organ damage, it changes our digestive system. So it changes the way blood flows from our digestive organs out to our peripheries. So we can start having more digestive issues. There's a whole bunch of things that can go on because you're in a flight or fight response. Now, for some people, they don't know how to switch on and off that drive. So that's the second pillar of that event. And then the third thing really comes down to the map of what they're trying 
to achieve. If you don't have clarity, that's the third pillar is clarity. If you don't have clarity on the direction that you're going, you might have all the drive you want, but if you're going in the wrong direction, you're in deep shit. And a lot of people in life don't even know where they're driving towards. They're like, I'm just going flat out. This brings us back to the topic of most people are busy in life, but they don't even know why they're busy. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know if they're being effective or not. And so eventually one day when they check in, they go, fuck, I've wasted 30 years of my life or I've wasted 20 years or I feel like I haven't achieved the things that I want. Yet, when you speak to those people, they'll say, I'm so busy. You know, I've got so much stuff going on. Well, that's everybody. Everybody has that. You know, my mum's a perfect example. She works for the government. She has long weekends, public holidays, sick days, COVID days, all these fucking days off that, I don't know, seems like people in the government tend to have off. No offense if you're listening and you work for the government because I'm sure there's some people that work pretty hard and pretty productive. But when it's compared to business owners who their whole life, everything they do is on the line consistently and you're responsible for thousands of employees or hundreds of employees or even tens of employees, you know, even one employee is a huge responsibility because you're essentially feeding those people's children or their families. I take that very, very seriously as a business owner. Like the thing that used to freak me out when we had a fair few staff was that when it would come to Christmas time and I would know that we would have two weeks or three weeks or four weeks where we wouldn't earn any money in the door of the business. Now that was a lot of pressure, especially I know that if let's just say we've got 20 staff, those 20 staff all have, well, the majority of them have families, they have kids, they need to buy presents for their nieces and nephews and all those things. That's a huge responsibility. Coming back to talking about being busy and being productive, I would watch people like my mum who would go, you know, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. But when I would look at it, she'd knock off work at Friday afternoon and she'd, you know, be able to have the weekends off and all of that. But even in her mind, she was busy. Then I've got other friends who they work seven days a week. They work 15 hours a day, every day. And they're just flat stick as well. And you speak to them, they go, I'm busy. Then I speak to some of my friends who are like semi sort of employed and whatever. And they're sort of drifting now to work and they work for a couple of days here and a couple of days there. And you speak to them and they go, I'm really busy. So is busy a good metric for life? And I don't think that it is. Because I think if you ask anybody, they're busy. Okay, very few people say I'm not busy or I've got shitloads of time available because we chock our time with 24 hours worth of stuff every day. That clock restarts at midnight and it gives us another 24 hours and we can fill it with whatever we want. We can fill it up with watching TV and watching a whole reruns of the Ellen DeGeneres show. I don't know if anyone watches that, I don't. But my point is we fill that time or we use that time, we utilize that time that's available. And so we have 24 hours every day which we fill up with whatever we want. And then at the end of the 24 hours, it's gone and we start again. I don't really even think of time management as time management. It's essentially action management. We just manage the actions and the stuff that we fill our 24 hours with. And some people fill their 24 hours with 12 hours worth of sleep. That just means that they've got another 12 hours to do whatever they want throughout the day. Some people have five hours sleep and then they fill their day with a whole bunch of other stuff. So we're all using 24 hours and we just fill it up with whatever we want. That really brings up the question, how do we know whether we're achieving great things in life and whether we're on track or off track or those sort of things? Now, you know, you can come along to Thrive Time. I'm not here to sell you that. You can come along if you feel like this stuff resonates with you or you enjoy learning from me. Come along and learn. I guarantee it'll make you more effective. You'll achieve probably a shitload more in life and you'll probably feel a lot more fulfilled. You know, we teach one of the world's most advanced mental and emotional balancing tools in that event. And we've had a lot of people in the healthcare industry, the medical industry will come through and learn this stuff as well because it's pretty groundbreaking. But anyway, we need to start asking instead of being busy, we need to be talking about productivity and are we being productive? Are we being effective? Now, I always say effectiveness over efficiency because efficiency is doing the right thing well, whereas effective is doing the right thing in the first place. Now, a lot of people are busy, but they're not doing the right things. And when I say the right things, the things that produce the outcome that they want. Now, if you're unclear on the outcome that you're trying to achieve, that also means that you're normally unclear
unclear on the tasks that you need to do or the things that you need to do in order to achieve that outcome. And you'll also be unclear on how you measure it. If you don't have a measurement, how do you know if you're on track or off track? And most people just don't measure shit in their own life. Like they'll go, oh, I want to lose weight. But how do you know, like, what's the measurement on that? Now, some people, and I used to have this when I was a personal trainer, where someone would come in and they would say, I want to lose weight for my wedding. And I go, well, why is weight important? And we'd get into it and they go, well, I need to fit into this size dress. So the measurement was actually the dress size, not the weight on the scale. Now, if you start to measure somebody on the weight scale, then they're going to freak out when they start exercising and their weight might increase because they start putting on more muscle mass and they're not burning enough fat yet. So that can happen. And then so they start to become disheartened or discouraged from exercise because they feel like the weight's going up. It doesn't matter. The weight doesn't matter. If you're a professional boxer and you've got to step on a scale and you have to be under a certain weight to fight, then the scale is important. But the measurement, getting the measurement right is really important. Like if you're looking at business growth and you're looking at customer acquisition in your business, and then all of a sudden you start looking at the bank account and you go, well, really, we want to have mass customer acquisition. And then all of a sudden, everyone's looking at the finances and you go, well, the finances are really important. Well, do you want customer acquisition or do you want finance? Like, is it important to be profitable or is it important to bring on large amounts of people? Or do you need to have a bit of a mesh of both? Now, if you don't know that, you're just going to create chaos in the business because customer acquisition might cost a lot of money. And some businesses can run at a loss while they're trying to bring in customer acquisition, which is exactly what Uber did from my understanding is that, you know, they spent a lot of money on making sure that they're grabbing a market share and pulling that market share in. And so they're spending a lot of money on that customer acquisition. Now, if they were worried about their profit margin at the same time, that could halt both growth. So it could halt customer acquisition, but it also might halt financial growth as well in the long term. So we really need to know what are we trying to measure? Can okay, we need to think about these things? Because then we'll know whether we're being productive or non-productive. These are some things to think about. And I would do it in every area of life. How do you know that your family is going well? How do you know that your friendships are going well? How do you measure those? Like, is there a way that you can measure it? Maybe it's the amount of time that you spend with family. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's not a good check-in. For me, that doesn't work. I don't think there's a correlation between spending time with family and the quality of the relationship that you have with them. Sometimes I think distance makes the heart grow fonder. And so I enjoy chatting to my family, but I don't catch up with them a lot. Maybe I might once a month, maybe once every six weeks. In fact, my parents are now traveling around Australia. They won't be back for, I don't think, another three months, something like that. Now I'll chat with them or send them a text message and just make sure that everything's okay, but I won't spend hours on the phone with them. That's not how I roll. So you want to make sure that what you're doing is productive. If you're training and exercising, how do you know that you're being productive with training and exercising? Are you doing it because you just enjoy it? That might just be to do it every day. If you're looking to lose weight, then what's the metric? If you're looking to lose centimeters, then what's the metric? How do you measure it? How do you know that you're on track? We could get into this for fucking hours on measurements and so on. But you just want to know whether you're being productive and ask those questions. Then that brings us to another question, which is when you're busy and you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on and you know that you're not being as productive as you could, then how do you start to get rid of those things? And for the business owners on here that are listening or for the driven mofos that are really driven and you want to achieve a lot, there's a bit of a system that you need to think through. And the first thing is you want to know what are the things that produce the most value in your life and also the most value in your career or the most value in your business. Look at that first and then ask yourself how you can start to increase that value that you're producing or the output that you're producing. And so it means that you need to start to delegate some other things. But before you delegate or automate anything, the first thing that I recommend is to dump or get rid of shit because most people do things that they think they need to do. I mean, the majority of stuff that people do, they don't need to do. They just do it because they keep doing it. Like I meet a lot of business owners who are like, man, I got to go and clean the house. And I'm like, why are you cleaning your house? And they're like, well, because the house is fucking dirty. And I'm like, get a cleaner. And they go, yeah, but you know, it costs money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so if 
if you go out and you earn an extra $100 in the hour, then you can pay $30 per hour for a cleaner. That means that you have a positive gain of $70. Now, if you do that every week, over 100 weeks, there's $700 that you've made. The point that I'm trying to make is that if you look at that, you can start delegating responsibilities, but a lot of people get attached to doing things because they like the idea of being busy. They think that there's a correlation between busyness and productive. But like I said, if you're running in the wrong direction, it doesn't matter how hard you run, you're just getting further away from your goals. So you need to do an assessment of your life and really look at it. Now, I do this probably about every quarter where I go back through, I have a look at my week and I have a look at my month and I ask myself, what do I need to get rid of and dump? What do I just need to stop doing? because it's not effective. It's not helping us to get to our goals. It's not helping us to move in the direction that we want. It's not helping me to fulfill my mission. There's probably a lot of shit that I do that I get rid of. Then from there, you dump those things. Then the things that are left, ask yourself, can I automate them? Is there some sort of software or some sort of an automation tool where I can just automate things? So for instance, like we have a gardener who comes and mows the lawns and everything like that because I delegate that responsibility. I can make more money per hour than what I pay for them. So I delegate that responsibility, which is what business owners need to consistently do is figure out what they need to delegate. Then what happened was I would message him every three to four weeks and say, can you come and mow the lawns? And I would do that consistently. And then one week it's Monday and the lawns are getting a bit high and there's weeds and shit growing in the garden and I go, oh, I better message him. And then I message him and he goes, oh, I'll be there Monday, which is the following week. So then I have to consistently think about this. I walk out, you know, I might forget the next time to book him in. And so it became a pain in the ass. So then what I did was I just said, look, book me in every three weeks on Monday or on Friday is our time. Just book me in every three weeks. And I just want you here Friday or Monday, every three weeks. And that's it. Then I never have to think about it again. I used to do a lot of our banking where I would go in and same as Jess, where we would go in and pay things or pay bills. After a while, we just automated them because we knew that, you know, it's around about this amount of price. So we put that into an account and then it just gets automated and taken out. Now, some people don't like doing that because they go, well, what happens if they overcharge and blah, blah, blah. Go back through and have a look and check on all that stuff once a month. But you can see if you've paid an excess amount, go back and get a refund. Like it's not that big a deal, but people make small things big because they don't really have anything big to worry about. And you'll find this with people who are non-productive. They get caught up in the small things that don't matter, which is why the majority of people watch the news. It's why the majority of people get caught up in fucking sport and all that stuff. And then they get into all this drama that they don't need. They get caught up in other people's bullshit. Now, I'm not saying that sport's a bad thing. Like if you love it, love it. But I mean, a lot of people get caught up in the drama of sport. Like I hear people all the time, ah, oh, that fucking team shit. Oh, and then they get caught up in these big conversations around sport. How does that sport help you live and make life more enjoyable? Like you're sitting in the grandstand. You can't do a fucking thing about it. Whether your team wins or loses, you can't do anything about it. And it's there for mass entertainment. And most people need to be entertained. But most people's life's a fucking joke. Like if they just look in the mirror, they'll see that their life's fucking entertaining for people around them to watch because they're just not doing shit that's effective and efficient. Now it's pretty rough. Now some people like watching sport because of other reasons. You know, I've got some friends of mine and some people that I know who they get paid to watch sport because they either do a blog or they do a vlog or they do, you know, a podcast or they do something else about the sport. So they, over time, they end up creating a career that they want. A guy I went to school with, he's a radio announcer and he's always doing shit. He's at almost every sporting event, but he gets paid to be there. He's not someone who pays their hard-earned money to be there, to sit in the grandstands, to get all emotional, stressed out, all that sort of stuff about a game that they can't control. Now, I also have another client of mine who is an investment banker and he's very strategic. Now, he watches sport because he loves the strategy. I personally love watching not so much the sport, but I love watching interviews about the athletes and all that stuff because it gives me an insight into their mindset and their psychology and how they win. And are there things that I can teach or things that I can learn from them and congregate all this information, which makes me achieve more and be more productive, but also earns me an income. So you really want to think about these things. Like you can do 
whatever you want with your life. Like I'm not going to judge anyone. I'm not going to criticize anyone. It's just I'm saying things that are blunt and how they really are so that some people out there go, you know what, fuck, I'm spending every weekend watching like eight hours worth of sport over a whole entire weekend. Am I really doing the things that make me fulfilled in life or am I just doing things that take me out of my bad decisions and my mental chaos for eight hours? Now, for most people, that's the case. That's the reason why they watch sport. Now, for some people, they love the environment. They love the experience of sport. For some people, they love the strategy. Everyone has a different reason to watch sport if they do watch sport, but you really need to check in with yourself and ask yourself, is this making me more productive? Is this helping me to be more effective in life? Is this really giving me what I want? Because you're essentially writing off the days of your life. Every day, we're getting a day closer to dying, whether we like it or not. At the end of every week, you're a week closer to dying. Now, this year, something that freaked me out is this year I turned 39. I remember my 30th birthday and it only felt like two or three years ago. And I remember sitting on the couch being miserable and not wanting to celebrate my birthday because I was like, I haven't achieved anything. At that time, I was still struggling financially. I didn't make my first million until I turned 31, but I wanted to be a millionaire by the age of 30. And I was working my ass off and hadn't achieved anything. Like it just stressed me out. I remember thinking then, shit, I only had my 21st that felt like a year ago and now I'm 30. And then now I'm getting close to 40 and I'm like, fucking hell, this time's flying. But most people just waste their life doing things like essentially if you're watching sport every week and you're watching eight hours of sport, you multiply that over 52 weeks of the year. Then, you know, you multiply that over 10 years. Like that's a lot of fucking time. It's crazy. It's like thousands of hours worth of time that you're just chewing away in your life for something that might not ever be meaningful to you. Like it might mean nothing if you actually check in. And I didn't realize this because when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of sport and I used to get caught up in other people's drama. And, you know, a lot of my friendship circles would bitch and moan and complain and whinge and whine and all that sort of stuff. And I'd get caught up on weekends talking about other people and blah, blah, blah. And then after a while, I was like, why am I doing this? Why? Like, what am I getting out of it? Is this helping me to live more effectively? Is it helping me to be more efficient in life? Is it making my life more valuable? Or is this just a distraction? Is this something that I'm doing because it distracts me from things that are emotional for me? If I'm getting caught up in other people's drama and bitching and moaning consistently about other people when I'm talking about how everybody else around me lives and I'm doing it consistently, am I doing this because it's just a distraction from my own shitty choices in life? Am I watching sports every weekend, which I used to do? I mean, I do enjoy watching motor racing and things like that every now and again. I do enjoy watching sport every now and again, but I also know that I used to do it because it was a distraction. I used to think that it was fun and I would convince myself. I'm like, no, it's really good. I love sport. I love watching sport, but I didn't. I love the distraction. And I also love connecting with friends. But when everyone was sitting around connecting over sport, all we did was just give each other shit and, you know, take the piss out of each other all the time. By the way, if you're listening from overseas, they're both expressions of having microaggressions towards your friends. It's very, very common in Australia. Now, is that the best choice? Like, are we better off switching off the TV and having a barbecue or something like that where we can all sit around and talk about our lives and help each other out? Like, is that a better use of our time and a better use of our friendships? And I found that it was. Like, I would much prefer to go out for dinner with some friends and have great, meaningful conversations than to sit there watching sport where we're just giving each other shit and talking crap and getting drunk. After that, it's like three days of non-effectiveness and I'm pissed off for a week because my team lost. You know, just things like that that most people don't check in with. And it wasn't until I did that I went, oh, this isn't helping me to be productive and effective. So I just eliminated those things. But after we eliminate things in our lives, it's really important then to go back and have a look at what can we delegate? And when we delegate things, we want to think about the process of delegation. So a lot of people just think that if I hire someone, I can just give them stuff to do and they'll do it. But that's not really delegating. That's just essentially giving shit to other people and thinking that they're going to do it for you. And that can cause a lot of problems. I had this conversation with a team member yesterday and they said, you know, yeah, but this person should just do the task. Like that's what we employ them for. And I went, well, that's sort of true, but we've also done things in a way that if we just delegated them, they would do it in the their way that they think is right, which might not be the way that we've done it, which works. So we want to delegate it and give them training and also 
also help them to put a process in. Now, sometimes the way that I train staff is that I will go through and train them first, give them part of a process, and then say, what I want you to do is next week, after you go through everything and practice it, come back and I'll answer any questions. And then let's just have a look at how you're going. And then what I can do is I can see where there's gaps, they can ask any questions and we improve over time. And then that process can get updated and tweaked, which they might be able to do a better job than what I did originally. But now they understand how we culturally do it. Sometimes when, especially when you're a small business, if you just give something to someone and say, here, you do it, you're hoping and praying that they do it better than you and that they understand the, I guess you could say the culture or the way that you've done it before that works. Now there are some things that may not work and they'll improve upon those things, but you've just got to be careful with that. So delegation is a really important task that most people don't take seriously. And so we want to delegate. And then we also can have a look at how we can automate things. Like, can you automate certain tasks? So I know at seven o'clock every morning, pretty much every morning, I wake up and I train between seven and around 8.30 every morning. I normally just book it out in my calendar and I automate my calendar to do that. There are bank accounts or bank things that we got to pay. Now those things I can just automate. The more I can automate things, the more I can eliminate things, the more I can delegate things, the more it opens up time for me to be more productive in the higher value tasks. So productiveness beats busy every time. Efficiency and effectiveness beats busy every time. So we really need to start to eliminate that busy, 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 busy idea and that mentality of grinding and hustling and working hard. Because a lot of the time, people who hustle don't get anywhere. They don't fucking achieve anything. And sometimes they do, but they'll do it in a short time period and then they fuck up everything because there's no process, there's no thought. Maybe they got lucky. Maybe they just worked flat out until they burnt out. I'm not sure, but you just want to check in with these things. Now, if you haven't already jumped across to any of our social media pages, please jump across the socials. I would love to know, is this episode helping to be more effective, more efficient? Are these podcasts helping you at all? Please shoot me a message on any of my social media platforms. I would love to hear from you. And a massive thank you to everyone who's been subscribing to our podcast on the podcasting platforms, who have been subscribing to our YouTube channel. I know that I'm about to drop a heap of trainings online on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't jumped across yet, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You can find the channel at Michael Mojo double zero. Hit me up on socials. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you if these are helping. And a massive thank you also to people who are sharing the podcast with their friends and family and tagging me in it on socials as well. I really appreciate it. Now, the reason why I do these is because most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. And remember, never underestimate the dream. Stay driven, driven mofos. Peace out.